fans, and welcome to another edition of Cubs on Tap. Mr. Rob Luce was out at the ballpark tonight, so tonight you get the Juice and Nick show. I am your Bob Hope, Bob Sajak, Pat Sajak, whatever you want to call it. I am that guy tonight. I'm here with the one, the only Nick Hudson. Nick, fun victory tonight. One of those that I didn't expect after the third inning, fourth inning, whatever. Um, but yeah, man, uh, how was, uh, the game for you, buddy? And how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing well. The game was, it was up and down, but it, it turned out great. I mean, this Cubs team doesn't let a bad team like the White Sox get to them, no matter how far they're down. Uh, they came back, they show grit and integrity and uh, the bullpen just shut the door and that's what you want to see. Um, just great things. So I'm excited to talk about this one with you, man. Yeah, one of those baseball games that you hate, and then you love, and then you love it, right? It was one of those roller coaster type days where um, comebacks and frustrations from it's just one of those weird baseball games that like your one of your best pitchers is on the mound, the matchup seems to fit you, and you stumble out of the gate. But the never say die Cubs, man. Comeback Cubbies, whatever you want to call them, they uh, they came back with a with a six run fifth, and were able to take the uh, the second uh, part of uh, the two game series here per se. Um, yeah. But first, I do want to extend a little bit of just the I don't know about prayers, but just the hope, like hey, an extended wish of like. I don't know if you guys are seeing, but on Twitter, my tie guy in the bleachers tonight uh, gets beat up, jumped. I don't know the whole full story. That's just ridiculous. Like, I mean, well, no matter what ballpark you go into, you should be able to enjoy baseball games without the, you know, the back and forth and the the worry of getting beat up or jumped in the bathroom. Like, and, and I'm not going to blame all White Sox fans. That's not all of them. We have a great group at Sox on Tap that they're, they're not those people, but just the scum of the earth kind of people to, to just go and, and ruin someone's night. Like, let's be honest here. Like, you're trying to go across town to watch your team in the middle of, like, a, a huge series for, for them. He's a season ticket holder, and he can't even watch the game without, you know, being fucking – run into and and now he's in the er so that's just ridiculous dude i i don't know it's just poor performance from whoever were the people who were involved in that like that's that's just ridiculous as bush league yeah that's it, there's totally no place for that and especially like you know i'm all for rivalries and stuff but leave it on the field let the guys settle in on the field let them do it i mean it's just ridiculous to even cross that line is, is just, it's not even fathomable in my mind. So yeah, my condolences as well to my tie guy. I hope he's doing well and gets back to watching some cubby baseball. Yeah. We'll need him down the stretch, man. And, and I don't want to make this like a, I hate the white Sox. There's good white Sox fans. There's bad cub fans. That's just the way this runs. There's just some people who take it a little too far and I just hope he's all right, but we're going to move on and talk about the baseball game. Cause that's exactly what, you know, you came here for. They got the W tonight. Lucas Thornton in the uh, in the text here talking W's here. Uh, a little Tom w. Green 
I hate Sox fans. Yeah, that some of them are bad. I'll yeah. say that. I'll, I'll definitely say that. Tom Green <laughs> with the with the sweep. Scott weighing in on that every year at the South Side. This happens. Happens on the North Side too. I'll say that. I've, I've okay. been on both sides, and it, it definitely happens on both sides down. Um, I'm bringing it up because I definitely just want to just extend our love for my tie guy here at Cubs on Tap. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the 7-2 comeback. Scott says the best thing about the 7-2 comeback were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> love it. Nick, I just want your in-game thoughts. You know, early on, Cubs come out, they tie it back up at 2. It was 2-2 yeah. two, two at one point. They give up another run, and sure. then you know, a couple more later, and you're looking at a seven to two deficit with Stroh coming off the mound, and yeah. a bullpen that you don't know how you're going to piece it to the end because that's difficult for a manager when you only get a couple innings out of your starter. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts early on in the game? What you were seeing? Yeah, and uh, you know what what you thought at seven to two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, early on, I, I really thought that the starters were really laboring. Everyone uh, that came into that ball game looked like they were sweating quite profusely. And I know the air quality wasn't quite great, and it was pretty humid and muggy out there. Uh, it looked like it was affecting Stroh a lot. Another thing is, this is, this is a start potentially right before he dealt. Um, I think that was also in his head as well. So to see Stroman struggle a little bit, I was not shocked because like you said, it was set up on paper way too well. I was a little nervous coming into this one, not going to lie. Um, but to see the offense still being consistent and picking up a starter like that, it was really reassuring. But um, more so to see David Ross pull the right strings tonight and be able to put out fires very quickly. I really liked that. And he's been going to the right guys at the right time out of that bullpen. And it's been wonderful. But a thing about this Cubs team is we take advantage of errors. And a thing about the White Sox team is they make a lot of errors. So, you know, naturally that ball that got passed on the, the swing there on the drop third. Yeah. Strike, the Miles Master Boney. Yeah. The Miles Master Boney that opened the door, man. So from there on, it was, uh, I thought we had the momentum and the control of that game. And I thought, yeah, we're going to take this one. Um, Cause that's what good teams do to bad teams. They don't let big deficits get them down. They don't let a bad starting performance get them down. They come back and they roar back with their offense and they, they show you that they're the better team, and that's what they did tonight. So it's good going into this giant, huge series, um, arguably the most important one up to this point. So I, I think this is just – and it's really reassuring. It's what everyone said needed to happen, and it happened. Yeah, I, I thought early on in the game, you could kind of see from Stroh, he really didn't have it early. And, and that usually is bad because – as, as a top-of-the-line pitcher, David Ross tends to stick with his his top guys longer than most. He always has done that. Um, you, could, you could definitely see that there were there were some bad things in the making at, at two to two. You know, it was it was trending that way. But I wanna I wanna bring up a comment here from from uh, Scott from Iowa here, Scott Crawford. MVP of the game was a sign. I think you can 
you can make that argument. I agree with him, but I'm going to give it to the whole bullpen. I mean, the whole bullpen after that shut everything down. The White Sox seem to have no chance after uh, after their after Stroh was done. It was it was a matter of just chipping at each and every inning, and the Cubs just found an inning where the White Sox kicked it around. They yeah. had a lot of unforced errors, and like you said, the Cubs took advantage of it. And yeah. that's what good baseball teams do. That's what baseball teams that want to buy and add to this roster do. And this has been a reoccurring theme on this show for like what seems like the last two weeks. It's a matter of are they selling? Are they buying? Nick, you haven't been on as much as as the recent panelists and things like that. So you haven't really had your chance to talk about the way you feel about where this Cubs team is at. Before we dive deeper into the game, I want your general opinion on after today where they're at and where you think if they are going to add that they're going to add too. Cause I think that that's important as well, because I think it's a matter of tampering or, you know, kind of setting expectations for a, if they're going to be buyers, what kind of level of buyers that there'll be and, and B what position that they'll probably target. Cause I think that there's a lot of what, there's a wide array of answers here that I think yeah. that are correct in all of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think that the recent surge has to dictate my answer for sure. And it's actually funny because I think back to our last show, which was our very depressed, sad show after we dropped the first one to the Cardinals. And we said, well, what if they can get the next three maybe? And we, we thought it was just a pipe dream um, catching up. And look at us now. So I think at this point you have to – you have to think that they've won the battle of maybe keeping the the big guy like Cody Bellinger around. I think I think you did do that um, enough to maybe stand pat at the deadline. I'd like to see them add. I really want to see them go get. If you're going to be serious, and David Ross sounds like he's serious about winning this division and thinks they really can do it. And if that is the case, you go get a third baseman. You go get a Candelario. You figure this out, and you you know, you go add a little bit. I, I think that there's potential to also soft sell and sell some pieces that we were saying that, you know, you can you can replace with like major league ready talent. So um, I, I think at this point you are a soft buy slash soft sell because it's really, I wouldn't want to be in this front office. The team is making it harder and harder each day because it does put the pressure on them and, you know, they're playing to want to buy. Yeah, I, I think I think each and every game that passes, more and more move from the sell side to the buy side. And going into tonight's ball game, I I almost treated this two game set like like a pre like a prerequisite to the real test. Like you had to pass this two game test to get into this four game series and have it matter against the Cardinals. They, because if you split or you don't win any of them at all, the next series doesn't matter. It really didn't. The Cubs and, and the front office for some point and, and some reasons are looking for reasons to sell in some ways. I, I do believe that because it's a difficult position to be in, but they keep winning. And they're winning in a fashion 
that some playoff teams do. I know the White Sox aren't great, but it would have been easy for the Cubs to flub that sixth run in fifth and make it one or two runs that get tallied on there. That's that's one of those that you got to give the Cubs some credit too for laying off some tough some tough pitches, taking extra you know bases, being aggressive. I mean, over the course of the series, they were nine for nine or ten from ten for for stolen bases. Like that's that's incredible. Like that's that's good scouting. That's you know having the the roster to to do that, put the put more pressure on the White Sox to, and and they played that type of game. They pitched just enough. Not today, but Kyle Hendricks was fantastic yesterday, and the bullpen came in and filled in when their guy didn't have it. And that's one of those wins that you tally that you should have lost. You know, you start to stack up, and we've stacked up these these losses that should have been wins. But tonight was one of those rares. It should have been a loss. Any yep. any decent baseball team closes that game out. But the yeah. White Sox are just such a dumpster fire that they were going to lose that game regardless. Yeah. And, yeah. and they wanted you to win it, but you had to take it. So – yeah, I it was it was weird, but it was one of those weirdly awesome baseball games. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It was a weirdly awesome baseball game, and I like the fact that we we just showed no quit, especially against a team that could just, you know, they 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 just don't play like they want to even be there. They, that's how the White Sox look to me. It's like they don't even want to be there, even when good things happen. They don't look excited about it, and it's just it's mind-boggling because the current uh, MLB landscape is fun teams, and I mean, like they have their home run celebration or whatever, but they just don't look like they have a lot of fun out there. So, for a Cubs team that is in the middle of wanting to stay competitive, wanting to be competitive, to show that no quit, it's fantastic. And I actually had my nephew Lucas over at the house and he was saying, oh, it's over, it's over, because it was 7-2. He's a White Sox fan. And I said, no, no, you watch. You watch, Lucas. You see what's going to happen. Yeah, there he is. But I'm telling you, man, this Cubs team is fun. If they can remain like this, they're going to be fun down the stretch. And I just hope that this series goes really well because things have gone great up to this point. Like I wasn't on last night, but that Suzuki Rob, everything that felt not even natural for a Cubs fan because things don't go right like that. So it's felt really good lately to have this and I hope they can just finish strong. That's what I was always told my, my dad with school finish strong. Oh yeah, man. That's finish strong. And you know what? You're you're right about this. These four games mean so much to not only this year, but the future, I think. Because there are a lot of names that are on this roster that haven't experienced playoff baseball. And there is some advantage to that. There's some advantage to getting into those games, even if we don't think that the Cubs can win everything. And and I'm one of those. I still sit here with the roster the way it is. There would take a lot, a lot of, a lot of lucky breaks and good, great baseball and and some, you know, I would say player performances that are above their capability for them to win a World Series this year. But 
that doesn't mean that they can't take some of these small victories and build a culture around it and slowly build their roster towards that. And I think you're seeing that tonight. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit of the bullpen, at least a little bit more in depth, because I think that that's a part of this baseball team that we're not talking about a lot. And I think that that's a common thing in baseball too. Don't you think Nick, that like, if you're not talking about the bullpen, it's usually a good thing, right? Yep. It's, it's a matter of if I no news is good news. So yep. who, and there's a ton of names that I think for tonight that we can sit and discuss, you know, obviously we talked about, you know, Javier Saad pitching a couple innings tonight and, but who like is super impressive to you? A guy that like, you've got to keep her up. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Adbert Azalea. I mean, I just start grinning when I think about him because he shuts the door. He's that guy with the swag, all of it. And that pitch last night to end it was absolutely filthy. He has just been that solid arm that you can rely on. It's just, that's a no-brainer question for me because those last three outs are the hardest outs to get in the baseball game. And they're mentally tough and it can it can turn on a dime in those last in that last inning. So He's very valuable, and he, and Ross has gone to him in different spots, and he's been that guy. So he's got to be the guy. The, the second would be Leader. I mean, Mark Leader Jr. is really another solid arm, and when Ross goes to him, it's like I said earlier, he's almost like putting out a fire. He's a good put-out-a-fire guy. He comes in, dirty inning, doesn't matter. He just gets the stuff done, and he's absolutely filthy as well. So the bullpen's been – a really a strong type of thing in this stretch. I feel like we, they, when Ross has gone to a guy, he's generally given what we need. So it's, it's been really reassuring and it's what we pegged early on. We thought these guys would have good stuff. So it's nice to see it coming to fruition. Yeah. Jack R th- this would be my guy. Yeah. Julian Mer- Merriweather to me has been, a godsend for this team because he's been the type of guy that slots different pitchers into different roles. You can't have Edward Elzelay closing if you don't have a seventh or an eighth inning guy like Merriweather on this roster. You can't. You're, you're trying to have to – they would have had to figure it out within in-house, and it wouldn't be Edward at that point. But the fact that they've had guys like Merriweather step up and pitch big innings and – I mean, he pitched through the middle of the order tonight of the White Sox. And yeah. it, we're talking about guys like, you know, Lou Bob, who is having an amazing season, who Iwo Jimenez, who kills us. I mean, he's he had, I think, four RBIs again tonight. Anytime that guy plays the Cubs, it's easy. he plays with that chip on his shoulder. I love it. I love it. But, yeah, yeah man, it was, it's been one of those uh, nice stretches for the Cubs. You know, they take the second game of this two-game set and sweep it. Um, I do want your final thoughts on tonight's game before we move on and talk about, you know, this four-game series coming up against Cardinals that means so much on the road. But, Nick, what are your final thoughts on tonight's ball game? Things you like to see, anything that uh, stuck out to you, you know, for yeah. us? 
Yeah, man. My final thoughts are definitely we took care of a bad team. We did what we needed to do. We went in there. We had some fun. I think it's something that we can use moving forward into this next series because we got to continue that fun mm-hmm. attitude and, and that no-quit attitude as well because um, St. Louis can put out a lot of runs up really quickly as well. So we just we got to continue to move on. Um, but, you know, we took care of a bad team. They're definitely going to be selling a lot of people. There's actually a trade alert. Would you peg um, the Angels to be buyers? Yeah, I guess they just were. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of uh, baseball news. I was going to wait until after the – but but Lucas Giolito just traded to the LA Angels. Um, that's a nice get for them. And the White Sox I saw it was while you were going through your spiel, they got two top prospects, a left-handed pitcher and a uh, catcher. So – Good for them. Uh, yeah. Ronaldo Lopez is also going over to there. Um, oh, Scott. So two good pitchers, two guys that they'll need. Um, good for the, I guess there is some silver lining for the White Sox <laughs> tonight after blowing that. Yeah. It's funny that right after the game that happened, but yeah, know, it was a very embarrassing series for the White Sox for sure. It, it, you can't announce I mean they announced weeks ago that they were selling, but you can't like definitely announce more than they did tonight. Like that was that's one of those that's like, man, maybe we need to trade even more than we thought we needed to trade. Because there's a lot of talk on there's some untouchables on this white side. Yeah, the untouchable. Yeah. But that's one of those where you just go, uh, maybe maybe burning the house down that is is within reason at this point yeah i mean if you're gonna get the farm for louis bob it's like do you take the whole farm and just start over because like but he's generational talent if he continues i don't think that they're trading him but they should definitely listen to like guys like eloy and cease and i know it sucks but i mean realistically yeah i mean what are they gonna do it's uh, I don't know. They they're a mess, and I'm sure they're the guys on Sox on Tap are covering it, or you know trying not to cover it. I don't blame them at this point. Yeah, that's I don't that's a brutal them. loss tonight. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, this one's rough. Yeah, that's hard to swallow. Yeah, it's uh, not fun. But moving on to uh, the shitbag Cardinals, as we talk about on this show, <laughs> um, Scott Crawford jumping in there with our favorite shitbag Cardinal uh, quote over here, uh, selling Aaron out of. Flaherty Wilson could be gone before Sunday. I don't know. Maybe it'd be kind of nice to see if those uh, <laughs> those games would be getting a little easier for us Cubbies to win, but it is a rival game and those games always seem to be close. And um, one of those, you know, you got to battle, you got to bring your A game, no matter if they're in last place and you're in first or, you know, you guys are both fighting for the division. It's uh, those are always a dog fight, but uh, Nick, we're going to preview this series um, in a moment when I get the probable pitchers up here in just a second. But what are your uh, initial thoughts on uh, this Cardinal series and how much does the, do these four games mean, you know, going into uh, this four game set and what do you expect to see from the Cardinals or from the Cubs to, to beat the Cardinals in these four games, what they got to do. Yeah. These four games mean everything to the season, honestly. I mean, up to this point, I think that, They've played – their record does not represent who they are. I think they're a much better team, and I think they're starting to show it. Um, And this series, you go out there, you have a good performance, then you put all that behind you, that first part, that 
that bad part of the se- first part of the season, you put it all behind you and you move on to the second part and you try to do what David Ross said. You win the division. And once you get in, October ball is very different, very crazy. A couple home runs in the right spot and you're talking about maybe getting you know deep in the playoffs. So it it if you can win these four games, three out of four at least, you're going to change the minds um, of Jed to go ahead and I think buy at least at the very least soft buy and maybe soft sell. But man, these are important. I think the main thing is going to be offense is to continue to have big offensive performances and consistent plate appearances um, and just keep grinding out. They do best when they grind out the pitchers and they take a lot of pitches and they make them work. I mean, they can wait out a pitcher like any other team, any other good team. And I mean, I think that, they have a really good shot at this uh, to take three out of four and then maybe sweep and move on and try to add on and build a better team, fill in the gaps and move on to the second part of the season. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these play out tomorrow will be the big lefty on the mound. Um, Justin Steele against, uh, hold on one second. I had it up here just a minute ago and I forgot, you know, you get in these moments where you're researching something and miles Michaelis, there you Miles go. Michael. <laughs> Miles Michaelis. Will, so Justin Steele and Miles Michaelis tomorrow, 645 Central time zone start. So you'll have them in prime time tonight. Uh, hopefully the uh, Cubs have yet another victory uh, to extend their five-game run here, right? The five-game winning streak, that's exactly what the doctor ordered at this time of the year. Um, Nick, we're going to make this a quick one tonight. Uh, before we get out of here, any final thoughts regarding uh, tonight's ball game, the upcoming series, anything in the floor is yours for yeah. this foreseeable future here, buddy. Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm not sure how into it you are, but I love the trade deadline. I love all the trades and seeing where the guys go, so I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to at least have the prospect of not being sellers because I don't think it's fair to this Cubs fan base to be sellers after the promises of a big sell-off before. Um, and th- granted, that is looking really good at this time, but still, um, I think that it's time to add on, build, fill the gaps, because I really like this core a group of players. I love them. I really do. I think that they're exactly what you need in this era of baseball. And I think that you can really continue to be successful with this group of guys. Um, you just got to fill in the gaps. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what continues, um, to get back on the mic and talk more baseball. Damn right, man. I love that answer. Uh, going to jump in to the comments here just for a second before we jump out of here. Holy shit. Angels gave up their second and third prospects for Lopez and Giolito. Scott, this is a good point. I did look it up while you were talking, Nick. At one point, their farm system was ranked 29th. They moved up to 19th. The Angels right. have since then. So, they didn't have much to give. That, that's another thing, too. Remember that when over the course of this deadline, too, when when it's second and third, you know, prospects in the system, always go back and check how bad their system was prior this year. It's it's one of those things that I think we got to definitely keep in mind uh, both sides. You know, the Cubs, if they're buying and if we're, you know, selling off and getting some pieces back. But what a great episode this was. And as you know, Cubs on Tap is powered by On Tap Sports Net. 
We are one of two. You heard me too. Cubs podcast here at the ONTAP Sports Network. The Dinger boys do such a great job on Mondays. Make sure you're heading over to Dingers and checking them out. They go into real depth with uh, this the system and the Cubs and everything and, and everything that's going on in Cubland. Bulls, Bears, Hawks, and as you guys know, mentioned it tonight, we have those socks. Got boys on the other side. Those poor dudes, man. Having to jump on after this. What a terrible, terrible loss. And they'll have to recap this and, and talk about this two-game set. Um, make sure you're heading over to www.ontapsportsnet for all your sports and literature needs. A lot of great bear stuff has come out of the war, uh, out of the website in the last couple of days as training camp and OTA start and all that good jazz, all that fun stuff. Justin Fields back on the field with DJ Moore. Obviously, you heard the terrible news about Rocky Wirtz and going on as well with uh, with the Bulls. Who knows what the Bulls are doing, but they're doing something, and they will be playing basketball sometime in October. Make sure you're heading over to the Bulls on tap, guys, as well, to uh, get all your Bulls and all your literature and your podcasting needs. Buzz and Goose do a great job over there. And, man, what a what a great ball game that was and and we're tonight you know as nick as we always do this we do the comment of the night and your guy lucas thornton over here your your nephew wants to know if he can call <laughs> so maybe you can give him a little answer i i think this is hilarious there's a lot of great comments in here comment of the night a lot of Life is good. Life is damn good. Right, Shannon. Life is damn good tonight. Um, a lot of good stuff tonight. Um, man, I'm going to try to go through here a little bit. A lot of geese. I'll say that. Nick, in a little bit of Nick, it's me, Lucas. Um, just, just, just to, These were That's awesome great. comments. We appreciate everybody who jumped in. It helps us with the show. We get to talking. And, and, and Lucas, we know you're not lying. That Nick's your uncle. We, we get it, man. We totally get it. Even he admitted it on the show. A um, little bit of But we're going to end it on this one. This is my favorite comment of the night. Yep. Five in a row from Tom Green. That's that's Let's all that matters, baby. That's Keep winning baseball games, and we'll look up and we'll see where uh, the Cubs tend to add. Nick, let's get out of here the only way we know how. Fuck those disgusting shitbag Cardinals. And let's go Cubs.